Hi, and welcome to the latest podcast from The Lancet Oncology. My name's Priya, and today we're discussing a paper by the International Myeloma Working Group on the use of PET and CT in the diagnosis and management of multiple myeloma. We're joined by one of the authors, Professor Michelle Carvo. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning. So first, Professor Carvo, please tell us a little about the background to the International Myeloma Working Group and why you decided to investigate the use of PET and CT for multiple myeloma. In two recent manuscripts provided by the International Myeloma Working Group, PET-CT has been recommended as one of the newer functional imaging techniques for the detection of bone damage in myeloma and for assessment of the metabolic response to therapy. Nevertheless, routine use of PET-CT in plasma cell disorders is still hampered by several factors, including availability, cost, differences in reimbursement between countries, and more importantly, lack of standardized interpretation criteria. Based on these considerations, we aimed to review published data for the use of PET-CT in patients with myeloma, smoldering myeloma, and solitary plasma cytoma to provide practical recommendations for its optimal use. Please could you briefly outline some of the key consensus statements from your paper? What are some of the benefits of using such an approach? Four major recommendations. First, FDG PET-CT is actually the preferred technique for evaluating and monitoring response to therapy due to its ability to distinguish between active and inactive lesions. PET-CT should be combined with the sensitive bone marrow-based assays as part of minimal residual disease detection both inside and outside the bone marrow. Second, PET-CT should be considered as part of the initial investigations in patients with newly diagnosed myeloma because it provides information useful for prognostications and allows to more carefully assess the bulk of the disease, particularly in patients with extramedullary sites of the disease. Third, PET-CT is recommended to distinguish smoldering myeloma from active myeloma requiring immediate need of therapy if whole body X-ray is negative and whole body MRI is not available. For patients with suspected solitary plasma cytoma should receive PET-CT to confirm the diagnosis provided whole body MRI is not available.
So how do the working group's recommendations differ from available guidelines, for example, those from NCCN and ESMO, etc.? No major differences since in both ESMO and NCCN guidelines, PET-CT is mentioned as a novel imaging technique that can be done in myeloma patients for the detection of bone damage according to availability and resources or under particular conditions. And looking to the future, what steps do you feel need to be taken to ensure the validity of PET or CT use for patients with multiple myeloma? This is one of the most important issues since PET-CT might be equivocal and difficult to interpret in myeloma patients. It is important to recognize that false positive and false negative results might occur. Additionally, the lack of established criteria for image interpretation makes it challenging to correctly assess response to therapy. To overcome these challenges in image interpretation, a group of European hematologists and nuclear medicine physicians have set up a standardization project of PET-CT interpretation criteria in multiple myeloma. I hope that results will be available over the next months. Thank you, Professor Carvo. Thank you. And thank you, listeners. See you again next time.